But I'll start off with this. Have you ever had one of those moments where you just wanted to crawl in the nearest hole and hide for a while? I'm not talking about right now, okay? But have you ever had one of those moments where you just wanted to, to find a deep, dark hole and maybe you just wanted to crawl in it for a while? Um, I know I've had those moments and sometimes, you know, I put my foot in my mouth and um, I have a pretty big mouth and I've got even a bigger foot. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely worked at times. And, but there was a time I'd like to share um, that we were on our way to Mahaffey Camp. And I know some of you guys have, have been there. Some of your families have cottages there. Um, and, uh, but it was on our way to Mahaffey Camp. Now, at this time, I'm trying to think. I don't know I don't think Bethany and I, we might have been dating, and, but are definitely friends or whatever. I'm not really sure. But anyway, we were traveling to Mahaffey Camp, and, and I was a part of my responsibility at the one church that I was at. Um, I, there was a youth pastor, but I was just one of the youth leaders, but I actually live with the youth pastor. And uh, so we did a lot of things, did a lot of stuff with the kids. And uh, we were taking the kids up to lead worship, the high school kids, to lead worship for junior camp. And uh, it was great. It was this great experience. And now I couldn't fit everybody in my vehicle, so we had a caravan of different cars that were traveling up from Uniontown uh, to Mahaffey Camp. And uh, as we were traveling, um, there's this one spot on the highway where the speed limit drops from like 60 to 45. I'm not just making this up to make like myself look good, but I'm being honest. It drops quickly. And I will say that uh, if, you're use, if you're not paying attention, usually a state law enforcer, it wasn't John Lawler, but anyway, it was a state law enforcer is there to let you know that you missed that change. Like, they, they're gladly there to let you know, hey, guess what? You missed it. And uh, I just remember I was on the side of the road pretty much just, like, waving me down and pointing me over. I'm like, oh, man, this is not going to be good. Because, you know, I'm the leader. I'm the one that's leading the caravan. So it's like, oh. So I pulled over. And, and then the rest of the caravan, they pulled over a little ahead of me. So but they, they did pull over. But I pulled over as well, and I'm very grateful for that, you know, state law enforcer who was just doing his job, and he had a, I understand he wanted to keep people safe, and, but it was so great being a leader of this caravan of the youth I worked with and their parents, like, they're like, probably like, and we trust you with this guy. Like, I mean, I, that's in my mind, I'm like, are you serious? That's those moments where I just wanted to crawl in a hole and like to stay there for a long time. And, um, but I got pulled over right in my tracks. I, I got stopped. And I will say this, it's not the first or probably the last time. And people are like, well, I just got a warning. I have never gotten a warning. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Like you cry, like whatever. You have this nice sob story. I, I'm like, man, I'm so sorry. I was just, they're like, oh, okay, here's your ticket. Oh, are you there every time, every single time. But anyway, so the trip took a little bit longer than expected, and, uh, and it was definitely more expensive and, uh, and, and than what I originally had planned, but we still got to our destination. We still got there. 
And at times in our lives, God just needs us to stop. He just needs us to stop. And that's going to take us into what we're going to talk about today. And in men's group, we were talking about some of this. Um, we were reading through this passage, and I definitely felt like this is where we needed to go. Um, this was something that God put on my heart. We were talking about it at Thursday night. I was here Friday morning and, and getting the chair set up, and, and, and it, was, it was just an awesome experience. It took longer than I, than I wanted to, but it was amazing just to be able just to worship and being able to pray even uh, at a, in a dark morning. But sometimes God just wants us to stop. So looking at verse 1 in Psalm 46, it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Man, he is our refuge and our strength. I thought this was pretty cool because it kind of goes off of what Toby was speaking about last week. And if we look at like what a refuge is, is a refuge is as a shelter. It's a shelter for us against harm. And like I said, Toby talked about this stuff uh, when he was talking about Psalm 91 last week. And so I'm kind of just even piggybacking off of that. But a refuge is a shelter against harm. And then strength is boldness or might and power. But realizing that going to the verse is that God is our refuge and our strength. So God is a shelter against harm, but he also is boldness, he is might, he is power. Wow. So God was just saying, Let, let's just keep it simple. Guess what? God is our refuge and he's our strength. That's, our first, that's our, our first one today is that God is our refuge and our strength. He is our place of shelter, but he is also in that shelter. He is empowering us. He is giving us strength. Keep going in verse 2. It says this, therefore, we will not fear. Because I'm, I'm telling you that I, I'm, he, the psalmist was laying it out in the beginning that God is our, he is our, he is our, um, he is our fortress or he is our strength. But we also know that God is our refuge. But he's saying, therefore, we will not fear for what's to come. Though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with surging. I got to pull one of the verses that we're doing with the kids. As I said to the girls as we're stacking wood, I said, so what should I preach about tomorrow? And they're like, well, you know, the ABCs, because we, we are working on these verses every day here at, our, here at the hybrid. The kids talk about them at home. But it's this, it's Psalm 23, 4. It's even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You know, it's, things are going to get rough. Things are rough. I mean, right now, and I thank you guys, like I said, thank you for praying for Pastor Ed. Things right now are just rough. I'm not saying they're terrible, but they're rough. It's not, it wasn't on his plan to be at Hershey yesterday. It definitely wasn't on my plan either. But it was, it was not part of the plan. And God is saying things are going to be rough. But it doesn't say... Well, if you possibly walk through the darkest valley, or it doesn't say if possibly the earth may give way, it says, 
that the earth does give way. The mountains will fall into the heart of the sea. It says, when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you, God, are with me. Things will get rough. But there is no need to fear. Wow, things are going to be rough. But there's no need to fear. Just to have that butt there. <laughs> there's no need to fear. Things aren't always going to be sunshine. It's going to rain. But there's no need to fear. Sorry, this makes me think of like when I was a kid and I don't know why we watched some random cartoons, but like I think of like, was it Wonder Dog? No need to fear. Wonder Dog is here. Like, I mean, but it's realizing that we have more than just a Wonder Dog. Like we have, God, four and five, it says this, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. You know, when I was thinking about this, and we were reading through it, and we were studying it at men's group, and it was just interesting to talk about what's going on here, but realizing that with a city, there is a waterway that goes into the city. And what does that water do? That water brings life. That water brings life. It brings something to drink. It brings fish. It brings something to eat. It also, that water then helps uh, make the gardens, make the plants grow. That water brings life. Church, do we know that He brings life? He brings life. I got to pray with my wife this morning. And I, and it's not like the only time I've ever prayed with my wife, but I got to pray with my wife over the phone and, and I'm standing out in our, in our porch and it's raining and God just put on my heart. But, and I said it this morning. Rain, sometimes it's like, oh, it could ruin a day, but rain washes away the bad. And it brings in that new life. So things will get rough, but there's no need to fear. Because he, big H, he brings life. He brings the blessings. He brings everything that we need. And where is he taking it? Where is he taking it? Sometimes we feel like we missed it. But where is God taking it? Where does the Most High dwell? Church, we know this. We look, well maybe, well, maybe it's over in that town over there, or that city. But 1 John 4 tells us this. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us his spirit. And continuing in verse 14, it says this, And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. God is the one that's bringing the blessings. He's bringing the life. And where is he bringing it? Into the ones who believe. This is not a, hey, you believe in God and you're going to, and, and you get a thousand dollars when you leave here. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But realizing that he gives us more, 
more than we need each and every day. Psalm 46, 6 says this, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. Church, do we know that his presence, his voice, it changes the environment. God's presence changes the environment. As Toby even prayed about that, I pray that right now that Hershey Medical is, that environment is changing right now. Because the presence of God is there. God is doing a thing in here, church. I know he is. I love talking to, like, it, just having conversations. It's like, hey, this and this happened, this and this happened, but let me tell you how good God is. God's presence changes the environment. 2 Samuel 22 says this. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I called out to my God. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the heavens shook. They trembled because he was angry. One of the messages that Ed preached before, he was talking about 2 Samuel 22, and he says it's, like, it's almost like God is my dad and he's on the porch. Right? And it's like... when. when Parents get on the porch, and I've said that. I love my mom. My mom's here. My, my mom called from that porch. I will not say that the earth trembled and shook, but I know I better get home because I don't want my butt to tremble and shake. I'm telling you, I better get home. But in saying this is that, and see, and my mom, I saw it. Like my mom always say, it don't matter how big you are, I'll bring you back down to my size. I love my mom. So, but the earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the heavens shook because God was there. Keep going in verse 9. It says this, smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. The presence of God will make a change in our environment. But sometimes we just need to stop. We just need to stop. I, I get very task-oriented. It's like, okay, I got to do this. All right, next thing, I got to do this. Okay, next thing, I got to do this. And sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I miss what's going on. And uh, I will say Friday morning, being able to be here and just being able to pray, God was even telling me, just stop. Just stop. And at that, I just, I just felt overwhelmed with the emotions. And I felt overwhelmed with the presence of God and realizing that his presence changes things. In verse 7, it says this, The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I hope we really believe that today, church. I hope we believe that God, the Lord Almighty, is with us. His word says... That he is our refuge and strength, and we know from experience that things will get rough, but there's no need to fear, because God is bringing the life. 
And as he comes, his presence changes our environment. Psalm 46, 8 and 9 says this. It says, come and see. Come, I, I want to invite you, come. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Church, do we know that the enemy will not last? Woo! The enemy will not last. I'm not saying that things are perfect. I'm not saying, we know one day they will be. But the enemy is only temporary. And he will not last. What's the enemy? It's anything against God. It's anything that's against God. Verse 10 says this. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. Will we be still? And when we're still, will we exalt him? Church, do we know that he is God? Period. He is God. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I'm going to have us watch this. It's, it's, it's a music. I like music. I listen to a lot of music all the time. My kids, we have music on. And maybe you've heard of it. It's Trust in God. I will say that I listened to it for about an hour and a half in here, just on repeat. But I want to trust in God. I want you just to listen to the words. You can even see the words because the words will be on the screen as well. But I just want you to, to listen to it. I want you to hear the words. I want you to see the words. Go ahead, Tracy.
I can't even tell myself, oh, don't get emotional, because, yeah, that just doesn't work. But, uh, but I trust in God. He's my Savior. He's the one. He will never fail. Man, God, your word says that you are our refuge and strength. We know from experience that things will get rough, but there's no need to fear because you bring the life. And as you come, your presence changes the environment. The enemy will not last because you are God. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He will never fail, church. Please stand with me. Father, I love you. I love you, Lord. I'm thankful for my family. God, I'm thankful for my family and new life. God, thank you for allowing me to see the living waters come from you into our lives. God, that you brought the healing. You brought the forgiveness. You redeemed us. God, you've picked us up. You've dusted us off. God, even before you dusted us off, you just gave us a big hug and said, you love us. So thank you. Yahweh, I just ask that you would move. Continue to move in new life. God, move in every single one of us. God, whether we're here in the building, God, or we're watching online, I do pray for Pastor Ed. God, he's our brother. I know he's a father figure for a lot of us. He's been a mentor. God, and I pray for Cheryl as well. God, and I pray that you would just flood that hospital room and you would move and your presence change the environment. Unleash your healing, Lord. Unleash your spirit and just move. Thank you, Lord. God, may you be honored and glorified, not just today, not just here in this building, but go with us, Lord. And may we not go where you are not there. May we only go where you are. Move, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for calling us in and loving us more than we love ourselves. In your name we pray. Amen.